0: Thank you for tuning in to our Bold as Align Ministries podcast. For more teachings, uh, go to boldasalionministries.com. We have all of them posted weekly. If you like what you hear, feel free to subscribe to our iTunes, Google Play. Uh, Use all those resources, play and download as much as you possibly want. Also, we're running a Project 500 campaign where we're trying to get 500 sponsors at $20 a month uh, to go towards our media ministry so that we can make it bigger and better for you every single week. We hope you enjoy our teaching. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe.
1: All right, cool. This morning we're gonna teach on spiritual gifts, part six, tongues. And the reason why we're talking about tongues is because <clears throat> we have a lot of uh, spiritual gifts that we've been te- we've been talking about, but the most controversial one is tongues. So uh, when we start talking about spiritual giftings, this is the this is the um, particular gift that everyone really has an issue with. Um, People don't have spiritual. People don't have uh, issues with words of knowledge or words of wisdom or preaching or prophecy. Really, I mean, sometimes they have weird things about prophecy. But if somebody gets healed in the room, or especially if it's you, you don't have a problem with um, healing. You know, but if I speak in tongues in front of you, you, you may get offended or you may have questions about that. And so I believe that this gift has been greatly uh, under-taught and, well, I guess it depends on which, which groups you're in. I grew up in church where I wasn't taught at all. They just skipped over these verses. <clears throat> and uh, they actually used this passage, uh, these, these passages, to discredit the gift of tongues. I remember going to Bible college and I had professors say um, we should not speak in tongues. And that was a problem because the scriptures he was using actually say the very opposite over in first for instance let's just go over here to first Corinthians chapter 14 okay so we'll start I'm gonna go play by play each each verse we're just gonna kind of break it down all right um so I'm gonna open my Bible and go there as well I have my notes but first Corinthians chapter 14 now the problem with this passage is that Paul, who's writing it, he's the teacher, and he's writing to the to the church, and he's getting all over them. you know. And so when you read this passage, your first inclination is, man, something must be wrong with tongues, you know, because it just sounds so negative. Um, and so he'll say, pursue love, verse one, and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. And so, so it says right here, um, verse 6. Now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? I, uh, If even lifeless instruments such as the flute or the harp do not dis- give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is played? So anyway, let's put it this way as I was reading these passages growing up, it was always conveyed as a negative tone, like tongues is bad. And this is why tongues is bad. And so, I nobody really dug into the scriptures uh, on this one. Nobody really taught it the way um, it should be taught. It, because it had this negative undertone, immediately they just started disqualifying tongues. You know? But you have to keep in mind that when you when you read in context and you read in um, like who wrote it and who he was writing it to, okay, um, you have to keep this in mind. He wasn't talking to people uh, that just tried speaking in tongues. Tongues once, you know, he wasn't talking to somebody. You know, it's not like the people who use these passages uh, for negative reasons. They don't ever experience tongues, okay? And then they have someone speaking in tongues and they're like, oh, let's go over here, to First Corinthians 14. Let me bash you real quick, right? And so the biggest argument that they have is, well, you can't have tongues unless you have an interpreter, right? So this is like the biggest argument. Uh, No interpretation, then no tongues. All right? Well, it's going to take a whole lot more guts to be an interpreter than it's going to be to speak in tongues. Because, you know who can prove that you're really interpreting this right you know unless you had another prophet there among you you know and then if you don't believe in this you probably don't even believe that modern day prophets exist either so who's going to actually be able to sit here and discern what's being said so you have a real dilemma here so the point is people who um have the churches that teach the negative undertone of this um they're bashing the guy who speaks in tongues even once you know when that's not even the context of this the context of this passage is People who abused spiritual gifts. Okay, well, I'll say this. If you do spiritual gifts in such a way that there's no order and that they're, and that it hurts people and you're not operating in love but it's all about yourself, well, then that's a misappropriation of the spiritual gifts. But if you just throw them all aside because somebody abused it, well, that's a misappropriation of spiritual gifts as well. It's kind of like, um, you know, with the dilemma we have in America today with, with uh, guns. You know, so over here in Chicago, a bunch of people got got killed by guns. So they want to take guns away from everybody. You see what I'm saying? When that's not really a smart deal. You know, you've got <clears throat> just because one person abused it doesn't mean that everybody gets punished for it. But that's what we've done in the church. We have someone who's abusing it, and so we want to say, hey, we're going to strip away these gifts from everybody. You see what I'm saying? That'd be equivalent to me um, killing somebody with a shovel, and then they. Uh, Outlawing shovels in America, you see what I'm saying? Shovels are bad and shovels are evil. We should stop using shovels because someone bashed someone else with a shovel and killed them one day. You know, you see what I'm saying? So it's the same thing. But we, that's what we've done with the spiritual gifts. Some people, you know, lost faith because someone abused the spiritual gifts, and all of a sudden, whole church groups want to disqualify this gift and say we shouldn't do it at all because it's too damaging. Um, and that's not that's not the right way to do it. Paul does not teach them to not speak in tongues. Paul teaches them how to speak in tongues. So if we understood that about this passage, we would read it completely different. We would stop using it as a disqualification list, like we've done with all the other spiritual gifting lists, and we would use it as a teaching list. How do I get this? How does this work? Why do I need it? How does it benefit the church? How does it benefit me as an individual? And uh, sadly to say, this is the only passage in the scripture that really talks in depth about tongues and its effects. Um, in fact, out of all the spiritual gifts in the Bible, um, this one gift is taught on the most, but it's only one chapter in the whole Bible. You know? Well, okay, I'm sorry. There may be a couple of other mentions, but this is the most in depth. Let's put it that way. Okay? This whole chapter is dedicated to, to tongues. Um, there is no other chapter in the, in the Bible that goes into great depth on how to operate in the spiritual gifts of, of knowledge. It, there's no uh, chapter in the Bible that teaches you about, um, well, a lot of it's scattered. Let's put it that way. Okay? A lot of it's scattered about. You know, healing, for instance, is all throughout the Bible. You know what I mean? I mean, I've got pages and pages of notes on healing. So it would be unfair to say that tongues is the only one that has its own chapter Um, but it does seem to be that way because it's just one chapter dedicated to tongues and everybody uses it for the negative reasons instead of using it to actually learn about it. So we're going to go step by step. We're going to go verse by verse and we're going to basically teach about why tongues is important, why tongues shouldn't be abused, why tongues should be used and why it's good for you to speak in tongues. Okay. Um, so we're going to go to first Corinthians chapter 14, verse one says, pursue love. And earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you should prophesy. Now, this is so important. There is this thing, you know, and we've been teaching on this a little bit throughout the the weeks here. It says, what is this? Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. All right, now, this is backwards to some teachings and some understandings. A lot of people will say, well, um, if God's going to give me the gift, then he's just going to give me the gift. Then why is he asking us to even desire? I mean, does that make sense? Like, this implies that there's a a pursuit for this. You know, if you desire riches, then you will pursue riches. If you desire, um, does it make sense? If you desire a wife, then you'll pursue your wife. Make sense? so earnestly desire the spiritual gifts so there's a pursuit of these spiritual gifts um, that each person should have we um i think that the problem a lot of a lot of churches do is they'll like i said before in these other teachings they'll see the list and they'll say this is a disqualification list It, it becomes a disqualification list instead of a um a gifting list and they look at the list and they say well that's not my gift and the reason why is because they're expecting God to just snap his fingers and make it happen and that they're going to accidentally get gifted. And that's not how any gifts happen in the Bible. There's not one there's not one gift from God in the Bible that just comes accidentally. Say that again. There's not one gift in the Bible that comes accidentally. We, we must operate in faith. We must ask. We must operate in faith. So we have to have, number one. You have to have a promise from god then you have to operate in faith then you must ask and then you must act those are the processes for receiving good things from god okay you have to have a promise you have to have faith you have to ask and you have to act okay those four things promise faith ask act if we want to receive the gift from god we have to do these four things you can't just expect God to just happenly, ha, it happen to you I mean I, I, I'm a firm believer that if you're if, if someone was in a in their deathbed and all of a sudden they came back a lot came back and was healed I don't think that it was ever coincidence or accident I always I believe someone is always praying someone prayed for them or they wouldn't have got out of bed I believe that with all my heart okay why because God is moved or God is moved by our prayers and he's moved by compassion. And so then we pray in faith, believing what God has already said. All right, so we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter um, 14, verse uh, 2. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. Okay, so here's the thing Uh, I have in my notes here. When speaking in tongues, we're speaking to God, okay? So this is important to understand. A lot of times uh, people think that the spiritual giftings, what was that? Turn that off. Yeah, let's we'll take a minute to turn it off. I don't want to do it again. Okay? Alright. So, spiritual giftings. It says right here, uh, we're speaking to God. Alright? So, when we're dealing uh, with spiritual uh, tongues, uh, the tongues, a lot of people are, are wondering. What this is for. And this is for speaking to God. So someone gets up and speaks in tongues. You know. It's And they do it for a show. We've missed the point of it. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times. And that's really a heart check on, in the end. You know. Between you and God. Uh, are you speaking in tongues just to be seen by men? You know. Well. That's real dangerous. You know what I mean? Um, so well, number one. We see that we're supposed to desire the spiritual gifts. Number two. We have to uh, understand that speaking in tongues is speaking to God, all right? So, if it's speaking to God, why would we want to get rid of it? You see? Uh, now, people might say, well, we can speak to God without it. You're right. You can speak to God without it. But this right here says there's, this one's different. Because if I speak in normal language, uh, common tongue, okay, everybody can understand. But well, this one right here says, for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men at all. We're not talking to man but to God okay so there's this tongues that speaks to God okay so why do we need interpretation then if I'm speaking to God if it's not for you anyway why do I need an interpreter you see so there's this thing about the tongues is actually a a two-sided thing we know there's a passage that says we need an interpreter but then right here it says we're not talking to man so if I'm not talking to man then why do I need an interpreter you see what I'm saying? So there's a tongue, a gift of tongues, that is not speaking to men. It doesn't need an interpretation. There's a tongue that is spoken to God, and that's it. It makes sense? It's spoken to God. So I don't need an interpreter for this one. Does it make sense? For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries. He utters mysteries in the Spirit. Now, I've heard some people teach this, and I kind of like it. But this is your, uh, this is your uh, secret code talk with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like it bypasses all the other stuff. You know? Um, and I, I believe when it comes to spiritual warfare that this is true. You're speaking the mysteries in the spirit, which means that someone else's faith can't can't. I, okay, if I go, okay, for instance, if I go in a room of five people to pray for this one guy to get healed, and I speak in English all right and somebody's around me okay and they hear what i say their doubt is now fighting my faith you see now i think my faith can trump their doubt every time that's why jesus says only one has to believe okay but we are affected by other people around us if i have if i have faith and then you have faith there's a synergy that happens and we can combine our faith together this is why jesus says we you know uh, if two or three agree and touch on one thing, I'll give it to them. And the reason why I believe there's a synergy of faith that happens when we agree with one another in faith. I believe there's synergy. What it does is it helps boost my faith. If my faith was little and your faith was little and we come together, it helps magnify our faith. I believe that's a, a spiritual principle and I believe that it um, helps move things. But if I get around somebody who doesn't have faith then, and I'm, I'm playing the same game, instead of saying I'm going to stand alone and have faith no matter what anybody else thinks, but if I come together with somebody else and we're trying to combine faith and that person has doubt, it can affect my faith because I've chosen to link up with that guy and work as a team in faith. You see what I'm saying? So if his faith is faltering, it, can, it could affect my faith. Does that make sense? But there comes a point where the man of God just says, I'm going to believe God anyway, no matter what. Does that make sense? But as we grow in faith, we work together. Sometimes we link together. Sometimes we partner in our faith with one another because, we, because we're needing help. You see what I'm saying? And so I think when you're speaking in tongues, a lot of times you're speaking in tongues so that other people can't thwart your faith. I'm speaking to God. I'm speaking the perfect will of God. Yeah. And I don't need somebody else's doubt and unbelief to hinder my faith. You see? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I'm going I'm to say this. Someone else's faith their lack of faith, their unbelief or whatever, may not, it doesn't, that doesn't have to be the answer. Does that make sense? My faith could be the answer. Alright? One person's faith could be the answer. Could be the res- resolution. You see what I'm saying? Um, but, if I allow someone else's doubt and unbelief to affect my faith, then that's whenever it gets dangerous. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I never want to say, well, there was too much doubt in the room. That's why we couldn't see any healings. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, see, Jesus, it says that he went to Nazareth and that they had unbelief. He said he only could do a few miracles because of their unbelief. But he was still doing a few miracles. <laughs> he was still doing a few, you know. And uh, I think that partly because of their unbelief, they didn't bring people to him. You see what I'm saying? So they had faith and they would bring him to him. But they had unbelief, so they didn't even want to come to Jesus. You see what I'm saying? No one can get saved unless they come to Jesus. Jesus doesn't come and just surprise you. Hey, I'm here to save you. Um, you know, he's already come. <laughs> Makes sense? We have to come after him, too. It's a two-way street. All right, where are we at? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. Uh, but now we're in verse 3. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. All right, so prophecy is designed to... Upbuild and encourage and console alright so that's important to know tongue speaks to God prophecy speaks to man make sense mm-hmm. the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself and I used to think I, I remember reading this passage a long time ago when I had a problem with tongues and I thought well why would I want to build myself up that's selfish For pride. <laughs> I used to think that you know um, it's important to build yourself to have yourself be built up if you if you are not edified how can you edify others it's important that you're strong so you can strengthen others the scripture says um, talks about those who refresh others will also be refreshed there's a point where we, we have to be. The scripture says it says, um, "freely give for you have freely received." Right. So we must be. Uh, we have to have something to give. So when we speak in tongues in the spiritual gift of tongues, it edifies ourselves. Okay. This is verse four. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. So prophecy again builds up the church. All right. So when we're talking about tongues. There's there seems to be something weird here. First of all, I'm gonna say this right now. Tongues is never for congregation. Okay. Now I'm gonna explain this. People say, well, what about your interpretation of tongues? Well, interpretation of tongues is a different gift.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tongues is never for the congregation. Tongues is for you. Tongues is for the individual. All right? But the interpretation of tongues is prophecy. It is another form of prophecy. The interpretation of tongues builds up the body. Okay? So. Whenever someone gets mad at you, well, you're speaking in tongues. You should have an interpreter. Well, it's not my fault the interpreter didn't show up. I'm just going to speak in tongues. You see what I'm saying? I am not. I don't have like this special link between an interpreter. Is there an interpreter in the room? Be there an interpreter in the room. I don't know, dude. I'm just going to speak in tongues. And if I'm speaking in tongues, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. See? Now, if someone gets up and gets a microphone, they best make sure that there is an interpreter in the room. You know what I mean? Or in some cases, we pray... Uh, Paul actually says if, if someone's not prophesying, not, not interpreting, then you need to pray that you should interpret. All right, check this out. Where are we at? Uh, the gift of tongues edifies and builds up the individual believer. Okay? The gift of tongues is uttering mysteries with your spirit. Okay? So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Verse 5. Now, I want you all... To speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. All right, so this is so so cool. So everyone, they said, man, we shouldn't speak in tongues. Well, they're not reading all their Bible. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 6 says, now brothers, or verse 5 says, "Now now I want you all to speak in tongues. So Paul said it. I want everyone, I want everyone to speak in tongues. And then he goes, watch this. But even more to prophesy. (laughs) That's cool. Because see, apparently prophecy is the higher gift, right? Uh, A lot of people believe prophecy is the highest gift, right? And tongues is like the lowest gift, right? That's what they say. Um, Anyway, that's what they think, right? They think, well, tongues is the lowest gift, but prophecy is the highest gift. A lot of people think that, okay? I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I think that um, they're all very important. And the moment we start saying that one's better than the other um, is the moment that we start disqualifying certain people in the body. Everybody has a role to play. And if you speak in tongues but don't prophesy, and someone else prophesies but doesn't speak in tongues, well, I'm not going to disqualify this person and say, well, you're less of a Christian because you only speak in tongues. You see what I'm saying? It's not cool. Now, uh, at the same time, if you don't have any of these, or you don't operate in any of these gifts... Um, I don't want to disqualify you as not being a member of the body either. You see what I'm saying? The point is, if we're going to be a good Christian, we need to do what Paul said and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. And I think we should earnestly desire them all. I don't think we should have anything holding us back. I think we should earnestly desire all the spiritual gifts, especially that you should prophesy. So it's right here. So my point is this. If people think that prophecy is like a high, high gift... You know, why Why would I skip all the other gifts to get there? You see what I'm saying? I think we should be pursuing them all. Make sense? So he says, I wish everyone would speak in tongues, but even more you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues. All right, so Paul does say that. That's kind of weird. This contradicted what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never question. <laughs> what would you say? It says the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets. So the church may be built up. Alright. Yeah, just got slammed by the Holy Spirit. He's like, Wake up, son, read your Bible, right? <laughs> no, it's good, dude. So the prophecy is greater than the one the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues. That's very interesting.
0: Unless there's an interpreter. In that case, it's acting as prophecy, so
1: Yes. It's good.
0: And I think the reason behind that is because um as far as the guidance of the body, like, prophecy acts as, like, the spiritual eyes of the body, you know, mm-hmm. um, and helps get you as a group from point A to point B. I mean, you have to have a healthy body first before you move, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and so that's and where she- all your other spiritual gifts are really, like, helping to build the body and and, and make the body healthy, right? Right. And then prophecy is guiding the body to move, you not know? Only,
1: not only that, but um, prophecy, if you keep reading it, prophecy edifies. Like, it
0: it encourages people. Mm-hmm. It encourages believers. And uh, I think he says it encourages non-believers, too. So, like, and and I would say that if he says it, that tongues is for yourself to edify yourself. Like you said, how can you edify, how can you... Uh, it, you have to be edified so that you can edify
1: others. Right. So if you never get to the point of edifying others, then you're still en- elementary in your gifting.
0: Correct.
1: You're still elementary in your walk. So I wrote this on here. Tongues is the secret seed, and prophecy is the public fruit. I so like if Good you, word. if your your tongues is what you do in your prayer closet. Yeah. Alone with the Lord is where you build yourself up. But if all you ever do is build yourself up and don't ever do anything with it, what's the point? So I believe that this is an elementary gift. Not that it's something you don't need. Because some people go the opposite and say, oh, you don't need that. No, elementary means it's the beginning. It means it's the foundation. It's one of the very first things you should be getting. You see? Mm. I believe this. I believe that everyone, when you start believing in God for supernatural things, that tongues should be one of the first things that you should be pursuing the reason why is because this allows you to tap into these other things it edifies you and builds up your most holy faith according to the book of jude verse one it also says it gives you the mysteries it gives you the mysteries it shows you things yeah um which is interesting i've i think i have a different experience than most people have taught me um i know this there's something that happens in me when i i When I got my my spiritual gift of tongues, that's when I started really walking in freedom with sexual perversion. You know, uh, I had the pornography issue, and when I started speaking in tongues, I found more victory in that. In fact, I went, you know, a very long time because um, something was happening on the inside of me. I was being built up, you know, and I was a lot stronger in my faith and in my ability to resist those things. Make sense? Um, and it was funny because I would pray in tongues all the time, you know, and I feel even like in the last couple of years, I slacked off in, in how much I was speaking in tongues, you know, um, but I realized that, um, it's very powerful. And then if I'm not speaking in tongues and praying on, you know, in my prayer language on a continual basis, you know, I lack power and resolve in my life.